Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me here in Auckland, New Zealand for day 258 of 365 days of Bible reading. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. I'm looking forward to seeing what God is brewing for us in the Bible today. Let's have a look at what scriptures we're reading. As always, they're in the descriptions on every platform. Psalm 107, verse 23 to 32. Galatians chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. And Isaiah chapter 36, verse 1 to chapter 37, verse 38. So those are our scriptures that we are reading today. Make sure you get amongst all of those. A massive welcome to you. Also, by the way, if you're on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, if you're on our audio-based platforms, make sure you follow along and rate the podcast if you haven't done so already. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell, and like this devotional. It'll help us out a lot. All right, let's talk brews for today, and we are continuing on our Cafe Lafare Guatemala Roast, which uh, is here in this bag. And uh, we've got it as a plunger. Yesterday, you'll remember that the coffee was quite lovely. You did enjoy it. So let's give this a go today as this plunger French horn press and see if we can get any more of those tasting notes of orange zest and milk chocolate. Let's give it a go. Yeah, a lot more, a lot more of the, the heavy coffee flavor in that. Uh, lovely milk chocolate finish, which is quite nice actually when you uh, have it as uh, it lets, this has been sitting for a little bit longer than what it would normally do. It took me a little bit longer to set up. So it's been sitting a little bit longer. So I just, I, it's good. It's a good round taste. Good solid chocolatey base with a bit of orange zest in there. It's basically what it says on the packet. I'm going to give this a good 8.8 uh, out of 10 today just because I'm feeling like an 8.8 out of 10 uh, is what this coffee deserves. And that's how you make a decision on what you judge based on how you feel. So that's, I'm glad I explained that to you today. That is it for the brews. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. In our psalm today, we talk about a tempest. Now, a tempest is a violent, windy storm. Has your life ever felt like that before, where it's blowing and blowing and everything's swirling around you and you just have no idea what's going on? Nothing makes sense to you. In our psalm today, it's a map really on how we should respond when life feels that way. Let's read verses 28 and 29 together. It'll come up on screen on YouTube. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. I want to encourage you, don't cry and complain when it gets heavy. When, when life is like a tempest, cry out to God and watch as he stills the storm to a whisper. God is faithful. God is the God who stills every tempest storm. For the church of Gal- in Galatia, they were subject to um, some false teaching. People were taking scriptures in the teaching of Jesus and twisting them falsely to create new messages. Basically, what was happening was that they were being told that their faith in Jesus was not enough. That if they wanted to be real Christians, they needed to be circumcised as well. Now, this was an unexpected issue for the church. And Paul had to be courageous, determined, and use great skill in avoiding a division and potential split in the church. Sometimes, actually in all times, we should employ great levels of diplomacy to ensure that we don't unnecessarily hurt people and cause more division than is required. In fact, our goal as Christians when having any conversations, especially confrontational conversations, should be unity. The unity that we're aiming for is unity around Jesus. That's the goal, unity around Jesus. So if we have anything we want to address with people, diplomacy and skill is going to be required if we want to retain that unity. 
If anybody is wanting to rattle the cage and rage against the machine, it's probably not the greatest approach or what actually reflects the heart of God. Paul makes it really clear that he acts within the guidance of the Holy Spirit and ultimately defends the freedom that we have in Christ. He refers to how if we had to be circumcised under the law, we would be slaves to God, negating the freedom that we have in him. The meeting in Jerusalem was all to resolve the circumcision question. The ruling reached was one of the most important ever made in the history of Christianity. The decision here prevented a division within the church. Not only was the issue resolved, but the gospel preached by Peter and by Paul was firmly established as one and the same. The leaders in Jerusalem recognized that Paul's apostleship bore all the marks of God-given authority. What a huge result for Paul. I mean, he actually has his message affirmed by the leaders and established the authority of his apostleship. That's huge. And this would turn out to be one of the most significant moments for the early church. It makes me ask the question, what opportunities are waiting to be had if we would simply approach conversations with the ultimate goal of unity? In Isaiah today, we read that the people of God were also facing an unexpected attack. This incident is so important that it actually appears three different times in three different books. It appears here in Isaiah, 2 Kings chapter 18 and 2 Chronicles 32 also refer to this event. What was happening was a dude named Sennacherib, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, was attacking Jerusalem with a huge army. At the same time, while they were attacking, they were mocking and taunting God's people. You can read about it in chapter 36, verse 4. We see here that the mocking and ridiculing of God's people for their faith in him is something that's not a new practice. It dates a long way back in history. You know, you need to understand the actual weight of Assyria to really understand how hard this was for God's people. Like literally nobody escaped their grasp. If Assyria came knocking, you went to dying. Notice here the response to the mocking. Or maybe I should say, notice the lack of response. There wasn't any. They remained silent and said nothing in reply. And that's verse 21. Sometimes actually measuring your response is better than going all out on defense. What King Hezekiah did was on the advice of Isaiah, he went to the Lord. He took it to him. God responded in defending him like he had done with David. And I'm here to encourage you today to take it to God. Go to God. Measure if it's worth the response. But in all you do, take it to God and watch as God delivers you from the hand of the enemy. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, Galatians chapter 2 verse 10 says, All they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to do. I love this. The leader's response to Paul was that in all they did, remember the poor, which Paul was eager to do as well. I think it's an encouraging challenge for us that in all we do, in building church, building our lives, serving God, let's remember the poor as well. And that is it for the Daily Brew today, day 258 of 365 days of Bible reading. Thank you so much for joining me, no matter where you are around the world, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or any of our other platforms. A massive shout out to all of you. As always, I'm praying for you as well as you read these scriptures that God would speak to you and reveal something new of himself to you. Until next time, though, if it is the start of your day, have a great rest of your day, unless it's sleep time. Good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for a Super 7 store-bought can or bottle here on The Daily Brew.